Now, welcome to the CatTunes podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And um, welcome you listening to the Cattoons Podcast. This is episode 82. And today we're going to be talking about the fourth track from the uh, Out of Gehenna slash Through the Gehenna slash Into Gehenna album. But namely, I'm of course basing this um, story of the album on the already released version of the album. Not on the um, originally released, the one that dropped back in 2011. Uh, 11 years ago and not on the version uh, that I will put out soon with all the bonus tracks no uh, so in whichever case this is um, about so we're talking here about the version that is currently released uh, the version of the song that is currently released with whichever lyrics it, it already has uh, and uh, in that musical context. So the music analysis is going to pertain uh, specifically to this uh, modern released version of the song. Why am I saying this? Because it turns out I myself didn't remember this. It turned uh, out that Private was one of the songs that had an earlier version uh, and the music was very different. Even the BPM was different. The key was the same and the hooks were the same. But the music in the verses, all the bridges, and everything else was different. Totally different music. I couldn't believe this. I was like, how could I, how could I not remember about this? Um, I think, looking forward, what I will do is... Um, uh, I'm going to make this remake of the um, Out of Gehenna album. I'm gonna make a full-blown 2022, I don't know, maybe 2023 um, remake of this album. I'm gonna make it kind of heavier. I kind of started to make a remake back in 2013-14. I started to um, I produced some demos, you know, I've tried to record some vocals, blah blah blah, but then I lost my voice and couldn't do it. So um, I'm gonna make a heavier, more alternative rock slash hip-hop kind of um, remake version. I don't know, new metal, you know, call it whatever it is. I don't think it's necessarily new metal, though. I think it's a blend of a uh, whole broad variety of things. Uh, that's what it's gonna be. So, what I will do, uh, I will include in this remade version, I will include all the bonus tracks uh, 
the uh, music that was written but never made it into the album, you know, because there were tracks like that which were considered, and I kind of have them there in the folder, in the project folder. Um, sketches that were considered but never made it again. Um, and I will also include uh, ancient, previously unreleased versions of uh, the songs that, you know, like Private or Snow. Because um, Snow, for example, and that's a song that we'll talk about a little later on this podcast, um, Snow had several versions to it. And uh, the earliest version dates as far back as uh, 2001 or 2002, something like this. It's basically 20 years ago. It's an old song. There is an electronic um, version of it without any vocals at all. But it's kind of, I don't know, I think it's interesting to those who like this song. And I know that there are people who like these songs. Uh, to you, I think that might be interesting. So what I'm going to do on this... Um, into Gehenna album, right? The modern um, remake, full remake plus bonus tracks, this uh, release in 2022, uh, in 2022, is that I will not only uh, make these new versions, new renderings of the old songs, but I will also um, Add, uh, I don't know how many tracks is that gonna be, like 10 or 12 bonus tracks. Uh, and those are gonna be strange versions of the same songs from, you know, demo versions, sketches, um, alternative versions, etc., etc. All of this stuff. Everything that might be of interest to people who, who like these songs and who love them for years now. So, without out of the way, let's focus on Private. Uh, Private, as it turned out, the first version of Private was written somewhere... Um, oh, here, I got it written down. So the old name was River, River 6 Private. It was called River. I had this idea of writing the album, an album which would have songs like Rivers in it. And the idea behind that was that I wanted to do some rapping or something like this, but I didn't want to sit down and write lyrics the way I regularly did this. I wanted instead to just allow my unconscious mind to flow. And uh, the analogy that I was drawing upon here is a river. So the idea behind that was uh, that I wanted to make all of these songs basically into rivers. Uh, so that's why this uh, old version of Private is called River 6 Private. It was the sixth track on that uh, draft of an album. The old key was F major, and the old BPM was 92.111 beats per minute. Now, uh, and the last, uh, the last modification to that old file was done on June 13th, 2009. So, I think that, you know, as I looked on the date, I kind of knew what was I writing about in that song and why it has the lyrics that it has. Um, this is a song about dealing with narcissists. I've successfully uh, jumped, uh, jumped ship 
escaped from one narcissist, uh, but unfortunately I got myself into uh, even more trouble back in 2009, as I was uh, later to realize. So private, uh, the lyrical content of private has to do exactly with that situation. I don't think, I don't think that I will read the whole lyrics, or maybe I will, I don't know, we'll see. Um, so private, I started working on it uh, first on the old version of it uh, in June 2009 and then uh, the current version of Private was written somewhere between August 6, 2009 and September 2009. So that's when a lot of things were going on in my life and I kind of felt like I wanted to pour them out into a song. I mean, everything was just coming together. I needed, um, I needed, I needed a place where I could say it and I needed a medium to say it properly. So, a song was a perfect medium. So, uh, let me read you lyrics. And if you have ever dealt with narcissists, uh, if you know what it is like to uh, pull away from a narcissist or to suffer the consequences of dealing with a narcissist or with narcissistic abuse, I think you will see through the lens, so I, I probably will not even have to explain anything. Uh, I will censor, uh, there is a few words that are kind of, but uh, for the most part it's clean lyrics. Uh, so the song starts with the words, never try to take my life away, and it repeats, never try to take my life away. And then we go into the first verse that goes, I've got my personal wit that I can lose if I want to, I can make it complete or divided by two. My personal sh will occur if I do. Not your business, just my problem that is private too. I've got my personal name, personal shame, personal pain, personal blame. Give me back my private skin, private grin. I want to sin if I wish, and I want to sing. So essentially this is about, hey, I'm going to establish my own boundaries. I've had enough. That's what this is about. Then there's a bridge. One day I'll overcome all the sh... I'll rule my personal demons and lay them down to my feet. One day, I'll conquer every desire. This is my privacy, so I'll destroy them till they expire. One day, I'll finish all my decay. One day, sounds unreal, like 32nd of May. One day, I'll be happy. One day, I'll be free. And that day will be mine, my privacy. I'm not gonna wait for you, though it looks like doing something that I shouldn't do. There are plenty of things that'll never be done. If the moon remains forever, there'll be no place for the sun. So basically this says, hey, you know what? I'm gonna basically leave you behind, even though you are gonna say that that's not the right thing to do, because you know how narcissists are. They need you for supply. And so they wouldn't let you go. They wouldn't let you go. They don't want you to leave. But once you realize who you're really dealing with, you really have to move away. That's just how it is. And if you don't, uh, that's why it says, there are plenty of things that will never be done. If the moon remains forever, there will be no place for the sun. In other words, uh, if you are going to stay in this situation forever, there is never going to be any other future. And this is going to be the only option, a very draining option. It's like living with a vampire. Then there's a hook. Stay where you are. Your death comes from afar. Your own extinction is your shadow and bride. It's your day and your night. So this points towards that 
narcissists slash vampires, you know, I kind of see them as vampires, really. Um, they thrive on other people and they're dependent on other people. They need them for supply and then they discard them when uh, their subject doesn't provide them with any more, um, any more of this supply. Um, but they're kind of married to their own extinction because it's a doomed tactic. It's a doomed way of life. Uh, and it's impossible, it's, it's, it's totally impossible for the narcissist to ever become uh, satisfied and, and happy, you know, because narcissists tend to not resolve their core uh, insecurities. They're grossly insecure people. Um, and because they don't solve their core issues, uh, they end up constantly depending on supply like vampires. Other people suffer because of this, but the narcissist doesn't care. Uh, if, it's a, um, if it's a gross case of narcissism, like it is very often, then the person becomes a monster, an absolute freaking monster. Uh, okay, next verse. I've got my personal shape and my personal form. I've got my private temperature. Well, I'm just warm. I've got my private heart and my private veins. My private blood brings oxygen to my private brains. My ways may be wicked and cruel they seem. I walk my crooked mile to where I've never been. My roads are few, but everyone is mine. Well, it's a typo. I should have uh, said, my roads are few, but each one of, but each one is mine. They run away the faster the more I run out of time. It's basically about owning, about wanting to own everything. This is my personal shape and this is my form. This is my temperature, and this is my the warmth of my body, of my life. I've got a private heart and private veins, and you dare not steal that heart uh, or wreck it. And don't pull my veins and don't gut me. You know, that's basically what it says. Then, of course, there is, again, the bridge. One day I'll overwhelm uh, all the sh... I'll fight my personal demons and throw them down to my feet. One day I'll control body and mind. Them both will serve me mixed and intertwined. One day I'll end up all my decay. One day looks odd like 69th of May. One day I'll be happy and I'll sing a song. That day will be mine, because I'll be gone. I was in dire straits at the time. And I was suffering a lot. And I could not wait to get the hell out. Then again, there is the uh, continuation of the bridge. I'm not going to wait for you, though it sounds like doing something that I mustn't do. There are so many things that will never be done. If the moon remains from forever, there will be no time for the sun. And again, the hook. Stay where you can till all your roads are gone. The last one will take you from your miserable stand to your personal end. This is a message to the narcissist. Stay where you can, because that's um, thriving on other people and draining other people is basically the only thing that you can do because you don't venture into trying something else, like, for example, really making the effort to become a better person, right? Till all your roads are gone, till all your options are gone. The last one will take you when there is only one option left. From your miserable stand to your personal end. And I'm talking about aging, I'm talking about getting older, and I'm talking about uh, narcissists who, uh, over time, become lonely, isolated, neglected, uh, and hated 
because they've left a trail of nastiness um, along yeah, on the curb of the on the curb of their life path. Let's put it this way, and people know it. These people are lonely and miserable. How do I know this? I got a father like this. That's how I know it. Uh, and then there is the middle section goes, I've got my personal privacy. Haven't you got one? Haven't you got it? Haven't you got it too? I got my per uh, private personality. I got my pri personal privacy. I got my private personality. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't walk someone's way. I don't want someone's fate. I don't need someone's life. And I won't let someone take mine. This is the basically the manifesto that is expressed in the middle section of the song. I'm not gonna wait for you, though it seems to be something that I mustn't do. There are so many things that'll never be done. If I'll remain forever, I'll have no time to be gone. This is an, another important message that I'm delivering here, that I am going to be gone. I'm gonna be out of your claws. You're not gonna hold me. I'm gonna set up, set up boundaries. Now I know better, because now I've learned, I've had enough. The song is about having enough. Enough is enough. Stay, stay where you are, don't you try to walk my way. Your death comes from afar, I don't need someone's life, and I won't let someone take mine away from me. Your own extinction is your shadow and bright, it's your day and your night. Stay where you can, walk your crooked mile to where you've never been. Till all your roads are gone, I run away the faster the more you run out of time. The last one will take you from your miserable stand to your personal end. I'm your fate, so never try to take my life away. I, I am your fate, so never try to take my life away. Being faithful to a narcissist, basically. That's... This is kind of like, hey, you know what? I figured you out. I figured out that you are a freaking narcissist, that you're a damn vampire, that you thrive on other people, that you are going to use everything you possibly can at your disposal against me, that um, you take pleasure in this because of your monstrous nature, uh, because you're self-censured, you're narcissistic, and you need me for supply, for emotional supply. You enjoy putting me down. You enjoy hurting me emotionally, psychologically, mentally, even physically. You enjoy doing this over and over and over again. And you're doing it for kicks, for your own narc kicks. So guess what? Now that I figured you out, I'm going to bide my time until the time is right, like Slipknot said. Biding my time until the time is right. Biding my time until the time is right. Biding my time until the time is right. Biding my time. It's time. I don't remember. It was uh, the song called Scissors or something. So that's precisely what's going on. And more than that, in the end of the song, I'm saying, well, you will remember me. You will remember me because you went after me. You try to destroy me. You were using me for supply. What's going to happen is that instead of, you know, licking your lips um, after a juicy meal, what you will get is that you will have to lick your wounds after this. I will leave and you will remember me. You will remember me. I'm going to be faithful to you. 
So that's what this song is about. Let's move on to the music analysis, shall we? So, first and foremost, the modern version of Private is in F major, and the BPM is 102. Uh, the original ancient version, which never made it uh, even to a demo, it never uh, even had vocals on it, it was just a recent project, basically. That one was 92.111. I don't know why did I write it that way. I have no idea. I guess maybe what happened is that when I started to write lyrics, I figured I had maybe a different musical idea for the verse, a different chord progression, something like this. And then I also probably felt that um, the, the, mad, the themes of the lyrics that I wanted to explore, the themes, that I, the, the themes that I wanted to explore on this song through the lyrics didn't sit very well with the old music, so I've uh, changed the music a little bit, but left the same hook. So, anyways, it's F major. Um, let's listen to the intro, which starts with just um, a drum loop. I'll listen to the intro, uh, get to the first verse, and then I'll comment. Okay, so what we got here in the intro is um, kind of a chopped-up version of the hook, which is repeated twice. It's the same chord progression that will appear later uh, on all of the hooks without any changes at all. In the intro, it is featured twice, um, and the first time there is no melody, and second time there's a violin that kicks in with uh, the with what will further on become the hook's melody. So it goes something like this. second time we're kicking in um, with a different rhythm. So there's an F major, a B flat major, a D minor, an A major minus 7, F major, G minor minus 7, D minor, C major. Then it hangs for for one or two measures, 
Um, there is an empty uh, empty bar. And then after that, we're going into the verse. Let's listen to the verse, bridge, and hook. Uh, and uh, first verse, first bridge, and first hook. And then probably also listen to the second verse, second bridge, and second hook. And then after that, I'll comment on all of them. <laughs> I've got my personal way to check the list if I want to I can make it complete and divide it by two My personal share will count for two Not your pieces of my problem, that is private too I've got my personal name, personal shame, personal pain, personal blame Give me back my private care, private pain I wanna see it for wish, I wanna see first verse um, has a rather, I don't know, it's kind of a sunshiny, beaming, almost a beaming chord progression. But it stands at the same time. So there's a B flat major plus seven. 
then after that an E major minus 7. And all this is because, uh, see, I wanted the D, the note D, to be uh, through, through this entire chord chain. So now it's here in E major minus 7. Then it's still here in the next chord, which is E flat major plus 7. All of a sudden we're landing in D major, D major plus 7, and then the chord sequence repeats. B flat major plus 7, uh, E major minus 7, E flat major plus 7, D major plus 7. And then after that we're going into the bridge. sequence I'd say very simple. Uh, B flat major uh, B flat major uh, plus 7 A major minus 7 C major minus 7 and then after that we're going actually to the hook proper which goes like this Pretty pop, pretty straightforward uh, hook. Uh, and then after that, we're going into straight into again. There is a little pause uh, bar, as far as I remember, and that sits on. on F major plus 7 and then we're going into the second verse, second verse, second hook, and they're all the same as the first ones. After this, we're going into the middle section of the song, uh, after the second hook, um, when there is a kind of a slowdown. Uh, let's listen from there all the way to the end of that one.
So, what's going on here? Um, there is a G minor minus 7. B flat major plus 7. Then all of a sudden it goes to G flat major plus 7. then A major. It's a little bit of a kind of an interlude kind of bridge, this middle section. And then we're going into, into a solo section. Oh, and then after this, it, it kind of escalates uh, on the second pass and there is some rapping going on, fast-paced stuff, uh, and it kind of becomes punchier. And then after that, it all flows into a solo, which is on the currently released version of the song is played on a violin. I think that on the modern version that we'll be working on nowadays, it's going to be played on guitar. Uh, so for the solo, uh, what I've used here is the same exact sequence from the intro. So it's the same torn uh, chords. going on. Alright, so then after this, there is the third verse, which is kind of half a verse, really, uh, because there is just a very quiet pizzicato kind of thing going on with the four chords that we know uh, have been already uh, in the first and second verse. B-flat major plus seven. Major minus seven, E flat major plus seven nine, D major uh, plus seven nine, and then we're going into the bridge again. We've met this pre-hook bridge earlier. Again, B flat major uh, plus seven, A major minus seven, C major plus uh, C major minus seven. Excuse me. And then again, we're going into the hook, and this time it's just a doubled hook, but the music is the same.
um, after the second hook, you know, after these two passes, uh, it all ends with the last section, the outro, which basically hangs on F major. I'm your fame, so never try to take my life away. Try to take my life away. Uh, this whole outro is basically an F major plus seven chord um, with an occasional nine there. Uh, and also, as far as I remember, somewhere, somewhere in the back, whatever the synth is playing or something like that, it kind of it's kind of indicated that there is a Lydian, um, a Lydian kind of augmentation going there, which means basically that instead of a B uh, B flat, while we're hanging around this chord and playing things, instead of a B flat, there is a B uh, natural. So that's basically the music analysis for Private, and with that being said, let's move on, shall we? So as you can hear, Private is, it's not really a complicated song. Yeah, it has a few um, harmonic twists to it. It has a few interesting chords in the chord sequences. I really wanted to put a twist on it. I didn't want it to be too simplistic. The ancient, old, uh, original, first draft kind of version. It had, everything was too simple, quite frankly. Uh, when I release it, I know how many months from now, um, four or five months from now, if I'm lucky. Uh, whenever I release this original old version as a bonus track, check it out and you will hear how, you will hear just the difference. This uh, current modern version of Private, which is currently released, right? Uh, with that B flat major plus seven going into an E major minus seven, into an E flat major plus seven, into a D major plus seven, nine. That is pretty sophisticated as compared to the uh, original old uh, ancient version. That's pretty sophisticated. I kind of wanted to keep it that way because on the verses with this kind of chord progression, it gives you kind of a dreamy feel. It's like you're setting up the boundaries uh, as you can hear in the lyrics, you're setting up the boundaries and you're stating things like, well, now I'm going to take care of myself. Now I'm going to identify my boundaries and I'm going to say no, I'm going to stand up for myself. And that's a positive feeling. It feels very empowering because now you're saying, you know what, I'm not going to allow any damn vampire to suck on my blood anymore. It's over. It's over. 
Even if I physically can't get out of here yet, which was precisely the case in my life back in uh, the year 2009, 2010, all the way up until 2011, I was not able to get away. I didn't have a path for... Um, I didn't have an escape path, basically. So I was forced to contend with the overwhelming uh, dire circumstances. But at least I've decided that I'm going to set up boundaries within myself. I'm not going to cave in, I'm not going to give in, and when the time is right, when I see an opportunity, I will leave. And uh, I will watch out for something like this to never, ever happen again. I've made that promise to myself. So that kind of feels empowering, you know, when you are uh, figuring this out, you recognize these things, you learn about what you're dealing with, and then you start to set up boundaries, you start to build. This is uh, a reinvention of yourself, basically. This is a... Um, this is a path to healing. This is part of this path to healing. This is... This means rebuilding yourself. So, that's why in private, in this song, uh, on the verses, it has the it has this chord sequence. It is weird, in a way you could say. It's not exactly conventional. It has a twist to it, but it's still made beautiful. And overall, the song, by the way, it is not uh, it is not depressing. It is not a dark, dark, dark song. No, it isn't. It's not like one of those songs from Kill the Live, for example. Kill the Live is a very dark album. You know, I, I like to repeat this over and over again. Kill the Live is a very dark album. That's true. You know, Isla Severance, very dark album, which kind of lights up closer to the end and ends well. But Kill the Live, no. Kill the Live is dark. It starts in a dark place and it ends in a dark place. There is a reason for that. Uh, if I get to cover this album, I'll explain why. But, anyways, Private is different, Private is lighter in tone. It is brighter because it is about, it has this positive edge of setting uh, up boundaries and um, having the mindset of a person who is not willing to be stuck forever. Having the mindset of a person who is willing to heal, who is willing to identify the enemy and uh, get out of dodge and prevent these things from happening ever again work towards that. That's very important. So, Private is, overall, I think, a positive song. I would like to know what do you think about this. And by the way, if you want to leave me an extended comment, you can always reach out to me at ladycatherinecorelli at gmail.com. This is my email. Or, depending on your platform, I don't know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can leave a comment on that platform. If that platform allows it. I don't know if Spotify allows this. Um, Anchor is the platform that I'm publishing this podcast on. So on Anchor, you can go to Anchor and you can leave uh, a comment here, by the way. Now, with that being said, I think I'll be wrapping up this um, episode. Um, thank you very much for chiming in. Thank you very much for hearing me out. I think narcissism is... Uh, I don't know. I, I guess uh, with my music and uh, with my art, generally speaking, I'm trying to bring awareness and I'm trying to... Uh, share my experience and hopefully people who are currently stuck in a situation with narcissists hopefully they will see uh, that 
you know, not only through the uh, vast wealth of uh, information online, but just from an emotional standpoint, I hope that people can see and will see, will recognize, will find it helpful that um, there is a way, there is a way to get out, and there is a way to survive this. Yes, it's tough, uh, and it will toughen you up, but there is a way to survive. So, uh, as I said, with this being said, I'm going to be uh, moving on to other stuff. And But before I go, of course, I want to invite you to check out my music. If you haven't heard any of my music before, please go and check out Catherine Corelli. Catherine with a C, Corelli with a C. Check out my music on any major streaming platform. You can find it on Deezer, on Apple Music. You can find it on Spotify, um, Amazon, uh, YouTube even, um, YouTube Red or YouTube Music, whatever that's called. Uh, you can check my music out there. Uh, if you like my music, please share it with your friends uh, or with someone who you think might enjoy my music. Uh, put it in your playlists. Uh, go ahead and use it uh, in your YouTube videos, if you're making YouTube videos. Um, I will appreciate this. I will really appreciate this. And uh, you might want to check out my YouTube channel if you're going to discover my music on YouTube. Um, I have a cat talk uh, series there where I'm talking mostly about social and political stuff, but I also have a cat vibes um, series where I have plenty of my process videos where I'm recording guitars or drums or vocals or something like this. Yes, I also have on cat vibes very casual footage and sometimes it's just some music and, and some uh, just, you know, a landscape, a Kentucky landscape, something like that. But also there is uh, plenty of uh, plenty of music-related content, um, actual recording process kind of footage for those of you who are interested. I'm currently working on the Take the Jive album, so the footage from recording the songs for this album is starting to come in. And at some point, I don't know, on Cat Vibes 190 probably, or Cat Vibes somewhere around the early 200s, I guess I'll get there, and uh, the Take the Jive um, recording sessions will start to drop. I also want to invite you to check out my other business, which is Southern Caracol uh, Skin Health and Aromatherapy, Southern from the word South, and Caracol, C-A-R-A-C-A-L, Southern Caracol Skin Health and Aromatherapy. Check out my website, southerncaracol.com. Pick something for yourself. We've got wonderful oatmeal and honey uh, soap bars, scrub bars, uh, shampoo bars, um, lotions, it's all natural stuff. Uh, there are no harsh chemicals, no uh, sulfates, none of this uh, jazz. It actually helps heal your skin, it protects your skin. If you have problematic skin like psoriasis, uh, dry skin, eczema, acne, something like this, it might actually help you treat your ailment. Uh, we have also currently rolled out a new line of oatmeal honey soaps, which is the CBD soap. Please check it out. We have it currently on our website. We're, uh, we're stocked up on everything. So check out southerncaracol.com. Pick something for yourself or for your friends and family, and the skin, your skin and the skin of your friends and family will thank you later. With that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode right here. Thank you very much for being with me. I love you, and you'll hear me on the next episode. Rawr.